0: A cowboy place, ain't no time like a cowboy time. Ain't no way like the cowboy way, have a cowboy kind of day, yeah.
1: Try the new big Sky Burger at Roy Rogers. It's Smithfield pulled pork, beer battered onion rings, American cheese, and spicy barbecue sauce on a Kaiser bun. Have a cowboy kind of day, a
0: ain't no way you're going
1: wrong, hey, yeah. DoorDash and Uber Eats available at participating restaurants. Welcome to another edition of Politics Done Right. I'm honored to be with Kathy Lewis, the Democrat for Florida Senate, State, uh, Senate District 20 candidate. I, I read a, a, a quite a bit about you. Uh, first of all, welcome to Politics Done Right.
0: <laughs> Thank you very much for having me. Happy to be here.
1: Well, look, um, Ms. Lewis, I read about you on the Daily Coast. There was an article. On, I, when I read about you, I said, my God, this is an activist. This is somebody who is close to the people. I need to have her on this show because this is what people who are going into Congress should look like, should have done to represent those of us in the in the regular communities, in the grassroots elsewhere. Tell me a little bit about
0: yourself. Thank you, thank you so much for that. Well, first I wanna thank, there's so many people that have helped us, Uh, Semdem, Zen Trainer, Vet Wife, Bethesda 1971, and Janelle Athro, many others. So I wanna thank them so much for um, talking about us and telling our story. Um, As as you said, I'm Kathy Lewis. I'm a candidate for State Senate in District 20 in Florida. And uh, this is our second time running. We ran a campaign in 2018 and I was pretty much just a, an angry parent that got angry about the way the state handles disability benefits and the almost appalling way that is so ineffective way that they uh, set it up where you just can't access benefits. So I got angry about that and um, wrote to DC and then and a few, I wrote to this health and human services secretary and several others. And in two days, my daughter's case was fully funded and ready to go. The benefits another nightmare. However, the turnaround was so quick when I wrote to DC I became angry. I mean is that what parents have to do we have to write to Washington DC to get the people in Florida to do their job. So I told my husband, I just can't take this anymore. Uh, No one's doing anything about this and decide to run. Uh, No hope of winning, no understanding that I was going against a giant in politics, the Senator that was there at the time and um, everyone was telling us we were crazy, no one would vote for us, the usual things that that a lot of candidates face. However, we've overperformed and got 46.5% of the vote.
1: Let me stop you right there. I, (laughs) I wanted to finish the story, but I don't think people understand that. For somebody who has no real name recognition to have run a campaign as a novice and being able to get forty-six percent, people. Let me tell you guys something. That is not marvelous. That is exceptional. And I, I wanted people. To, you, that you just said that just rolled off your tongue. People <laughs> yes. have to understand what that really meant. So please continue, uh, Miss Lewis.
0: Thank you so much for that. Uh, you know, forty-six point five percent is three point six percent from a win.
1: <laughs> yes.
0: So it, it's, it, it, was, it was a good performance. And considering that we had very little help except for Dr. Fergie Reed at 90 for 90. He was there from day one. And a few, a handful of volunteers, we, we put together about $25,000 um, against his over well over $300,000. So we were out, you know, fundraised 12 to one. And um, we did that sort of performance. It was astonishing, you're, and you're right, Alberto. astonishing. So anyway, he has resigned, uh, that Senator, uh, back at the end of May, and we decided to run again. I mean, we had to because of the performance of last time. But a little bit more about me is when I was told and faced all this sort of um, stop, Kathy, you can't do this, as a lot of us face, I realized that people really didn't know me. I'm from Baltimore and Baltimore is a beautiful city, but I grew up in in one of the worst places in the country an unwinnable place uh, surrounded by poverty, uh, gun violence, drug use. I mean, unwinnable at every turn. My mother was shot with a stray bullet. My cousin's four year old daughter was shot in the head with a stray bullet. I mean, it was an active shooter almost every day of my childhood and and young adult life. And um, so, Facing unwinnable situations and being told you can't do it is a very natural circumstance to find myself in. So running in this seat and hearing people say that, all it did, it was very familiar. And all it did was encourage me and inspire me to keep going, because that's what I'm accustomed to, being told I can't do this for whatever reason. So that didn't bother me. I didn't care about that. And you know, as I said, I wasn't thinking about winning. But because we did so well last time, and this seat is a special election, as I said, it's an open seat, although we've been drinking from a fire hydrant because it started at June 1st. So thank goodness we had run a campaign before yeah. because we have some experience. And so now we're we're up and running and, and happy to go. You know, I scratched and clawed my way out of the hood, if you will, to Johns Hopkins, um, uh, my husband, I've been married for 28 years as a surgeon. My husband has a bachelor's, a master's, an MD, a PhD, and an MBA. The four, four degrees from Johns Hopkins and the other one from St. Uh, Leo University. And our oldest daughter graduated from Johns Hopkins. So we have this sort of weird legacy in our family with Johns Hopkins. And as you can see, we value education, which is very important and which, which is pretty much what um, propelled my life forward. Uh, And then we have a younger daughter that has a disability who also graduated from University of South Florida from the Learning Academy. Our daughter is on the autism spectrum. So, uh, you know, I face growing up in poverty, it it really leaves you with a particular set of skills. Once you sort of escape that, you have this sort of belief that you can do things, (laughs) things that are difficult. And having a child with a disability and, and dealing with the state as in that regard is extremely difficult for parents. And I feel like there isn't anyone really doing anything about this. So we will. Of course, there are other issues. You know, we have COVID-19, that's the, the number one thing. We have to have protections for everyone. But once we get that sort of handled, we have to start looking back at the other challenges: uh, equal rights, criminal justice, the environment, teachers, uh, teacher salaries, um, things like that. So those those are priorities for us.
1: Now, I wanted you to tell your story for one specific reason, and and I'm going to go further into the campaign, etc. You are the prototype. Your family is the prototype. For what America has told many of us, you've uh, you've grown up in prop, uh, poverty, and you've risen. You've uh, you've not lifted yourself up by your bootstrap. I just learned that that's not a real <laughs> phrase. That phrase wow. is the, that was to say you. No one can lift themselves up solely by a bootstrap. But there, there were environments that used your all the better. All your better abilities to grow up. To, when I say grow up, I mean to move up yes. in life. You did all that was necessary to do so. More so than the candidate you're running against. You did your part. Yes. In doing so, in doing so, you also did your part in saying you wanted to give back by being by running for this state senate seat.
0: That's correct.
1: That is what the Democratic Party and supposedly all parties are asking people to do. Right. And it is something then that one expects to be not necessarily rewarded, but accepted. In other words, you're doing that. Let's go ahead and make sure we lift you up and move you forward. Now, let's get to where I'm really heading to. The party. Uh, what type of support would you say you have received from the party? Well, as this you, is as delicate as you need to be.
0: <laughs> well, this is uh, this is the challenge. This is what uh, what John Lewis Constance Lewis talked about getting into good trouble. There was a Tampa Bay Times reporter that had called me, um, based and he called because he had seen a video of a leader in a, in a Black Caucus meeting answering the question, uh, what, is, what, is, what is the party going to do for African American candidates, in particular uh, State Senate District 20, which is ours? And this person had some trouble answering the question, um, was sort of uh, twisting themselves and not, not to outright say no. But um, it, it was, and it was Facebook Live. Someone got, uh, got it, uh, a reporter. It sort of was on Twitter for several days. So a reporter called me and said, uh, is the party really not helping you? And my response was no. That is pretty much all I said. And that sort of created a, a storm, if you will, on uh, uh, good and bad ones. <laughs> okay? right. The people... We, from that story, I received scores of volunteers, thousands of dollars. Right. This message is sponsored by Amazon. I want to get back to kissing the cheeks of my grandbabies, making Sunday dinner with a house full of family and lots of laughs.
1: <laughs> COVID-19 has changed how we live and how we feel. But now there are vaccines. It's okay to have questions. Now get the facts. Visit GetVaccineAnswers.org so you can make an informed decision about COVID-19 vaccines. It's up to you. Brought to you by the Ad Council. I'm Robert Conti, Chief of the Metropolitan Police Department. Unfortunately, traffic fatalities are up in the district, and I need your help to reverse this trend. Seatbelts save lives and reduce the risk of death or injury. Click it or tick it. Uh...
0: A, a small segment of, of leaders in the party did not like me answering the question honestly and that reporter looked at my opponent's um record money he received maybe about ten thousand dollars and we received zero I mean it's in the record that nothing was happening and as you know um and and, and when I say people weren't helping us the party some people like to question me about that I'm part of the party and I'm helping you well if you're helping me I'm not talking about you okay so I just want to make that that clear but there's some leaders within the party that didn't like me answering and talking to that reporter so but prior to that I had two big donors coming called me and said they wanted to help our campaign one had about 50,000 the other had upwards of 300,000 but when they saw the article it bothered them which they have the right to be bothered of course and called me and said that they were getting pushback, pushback when they called certain big donors, that someone within the Democratic Party had told them not to give us money. So the party had told people not to give us money. Now I'm hearing this from these two wealthy people and I believe them. Well, from the one, one of them. So I thought about what he was, he was saying. You know, they were telling me to, you know, just be, just don't answer the question, don't talk to the press, pretty much. And I said, okay, thank you very much. I hung up and then I was trying to get myself um, together, together so, so I could respond uh, sit with some civility. And I called them back in a few minutes and I said, thank you very much, but I, I'm not going to accept your money because I am not going to be told what to say.
1: Stop right there, please, my friend. <laughs> Those that are listening, when our politics become Kathy Lewis style politics, then you know the people that are gonna be representing you really means business, really mean business. Because I tell you the most people running, if they know there's a $300,000 $300, check here for simply keeping your mouth shut, they may take it. And at that point, uh, and, and forgive the word, but I think it, it, it is the best that we use it appropriately at that point, you are prostituting yourself, and I think we have yes. to be frank with the terminologies that we use. Please proceed, Ms. Lewis.
0: Well, that that's that's one of the more not so nice pieces of politics. Now that I got I got to see sort of the how the sausage is made, if you will, um, and I think we ought to be making nice organic meals for everyone. It should politics should <laughs> should be run that way. But I got to see it, and I thought about well, you know, what, what is sort of, there, there's this pressure to do what the powerful or those that are making decisions, they want you to do what they want you to do and behave in a particular way. Well, I'm here for the people. Truly. I mean, I, I have a life. I'm running because I was angry parent. I was an angry parent. I, I don't, have any need to have my ego fed in this way? This is not why I'm here. There's some other force, if you will, driving this because it's extremely difficult, and then you have to, you have to really be centered in yourself, which I go back to growing up in poverty. That's why I could say no to lots of money. Those things are you know I, too many people have died for me to, to give me the right to speak. I was simply telling the truth. This particular section of the party was not helping me. That's all I said, the reporter wanted blood. I wasn't willing to get in any fight with the party over this. I simply answered the question. And what what someone had told me was what we need in politicians are this, people to be honest, right? People to stand up when they see things that are wrong, speak out against it and to maintain your moral, character for as long as you possibly can well that for you long as you possibly can doesn't jive with me because I'm not compromising it not for money not to win an election you know if we win great if we lose great because I am not basing it on money from someone who's trying to tell me what to say
1: I I just can't
0: I couldn't do it I just couldn't
1: Ms. Lewis let me tell you and I I'm, I'm, I'm gonna name you state Senator Lewis I mean I'm, I'm gonna name it <laughs> let me let, let me let me say this okay um, first of all uh, you're correct this isn't about attacking a party this isn't about doing anything because parties first of all the party is not a monolith the party isn't is segmented into precincts districts all these different party animals that are that are around so this is not about this what this is however I, what I want your testimony to be, is so that people in the party all over the darn country see that, in fact, there are many people, many progressives like yourself will be running. And what we want out of these folks is to understand that, you know, there won't be compromises as far as, well, I'm going to go with just the moneyed the interest. By the way, the money, uh, the money do have interests as well. And they are right. Americans as well. Of course, you know, and their interests must be heard, just like the interests of the poor, just like the interests of the middle class. But no one in a democracy should have the preponderance of power in what we are calling one person, one vote. Would you agree?
0: Uh, Absolutely. And that is that is what many of us as candidates and those who ultimately become legislators, are faced with probably daily. You have to be clear about who you are and what you are doing, and you have to be willing to sacrifice whatever you think you have to do the right thing, which is often the most difficult thing for anyone to do. The right thing is to maintain your voice and stay focused on why you are running. They, meaning a few people, will use, well, you can't win if you keep behaving this way, or you can't do this if you do this or that but I already know who I am and it's it's just not for sale.
1: Not Ever. to worry. They, they they told Barney that in, in in New York. They also told, I don't recall the name of the, the senator out of Tennessee who won as well. Uh, this, the, so the, they, they've been saying that sort of thing for a long time. As long as, like I said, uh, as long as people are running on what they believe in, uh, in my case, I'm a very progressive guy. I, I, I really attempt to push progressive candidates, but one of the other things I will always push is those, that, those who were aggrieved in some way. And, and I think that is imperative that if we're gonna have a democracy, everybody has to have a voice. Now that said, a quick question, what's the demographics of, 20, uh, of 20?
0: Yes, 20 is uh, parts of Hillsborough, Pasco and Polk counties. We cover three counties and the Polk piece is over in the I-4 uh, corridor, a small piece there. Um, I don't know the exact numbers. We're about 51 or 2%. Hillsborough County, another 35 or so. Pasco and another 20 or so, or 18 or so in Polk. That's sort of how it's...
1: Do you have uh, Latinos, African-Americans, white, what kind of blend do you have in...
0: Uh, I don't know the numbers exactly, but I'm in a mostly white district. um, Mm -hmm. And that is... um, Interesting to some people, <laughs> you know, that I'm an African American running. And, and you know, I get a question sometimes. How you know, Kathy, what's it like running, you know, running in a mostly white district? I don't know what those percentages are. I could guess, but I I, I could do an educated guess, but I'm not going to do it because I don't right. know what they are exactly. But you know, but you it's know, a mostly white. Let, and let I me say me
1: something. Yeah, go ahead. I'm yeah. sorry.
0: No, and I people ask me sometimes in meetings, Kathy, what what What's it like to run you know as an African-American female in a mostly white district? And that all I can say is, didn't they see Hamilton? I mean, race doesn't matter. I mean, the play Hamilton sort of changed all of that. But and you know, it, um, it goes
1: beyond that. I mean, it drives me crazy a lot of times, right? Because there's this fallacy, first of all, that. If a, if a district is black, it'll definitely, you need to throw a black candidate up. What that does a whole lot of times is it creates a black candidate that doesn't give a damn about the community and does other things. Or if you have a Latino district, you have to get, it's not the case here. In, I'm in Texas, by the way. And here in Texas, we have a Latino district that has, been govern, that has been represented by a white guy for a long time. And you know what that white guy did for that community? He was of the community. He made sure and took care of the community. I can name, I won't name the district because uh, because there's no need to do that, where it is uh, control, where, where it's a particular African-American district. And that the truth of the matter is that district isn't well served. I mean, so there, there uh, and the other thing, the, the other belief is that, oh, uh, well, you know, if you're in a white district, will they vote for a black person? I uh, remember a guy named Obama, or remember? Yes. Uh, and also, do, do you remember how, do you remember in Seattle, it was who was yes. there? Do you re- of course, they're, they're, and it is, the fallacy is that somehow white people won't vote for Black candidates if they have an opposing white candidate, as opposed to saying, you are intelligent enough to make the case to people, not white people or Black people, but to the interest of people. Correct. <laughs> and the question yeah. is... Uh, I think we do ourselves as a party as well a disservice by trying to rig election based on, look, I, I do believe in identity politics and I won't go into that. That's a different subject.
0: Yes, yeah, sure.
1: Okay, but that's it. It is important that we have people represented that are capable of and, and uh, what's the word? Not only capable, but, but that are right for that particular district and you say and,
0: and and simply willing to run right no one had run against my opponent for nearly a decade the no one the lost opportunity you're
1: yeah. 46% your 46% in the first race should have shown lost opportunity
0: right right exactly yes
1: and yes. that should have been a catalyst for them to say well since we are trying to pick up and and you know Florida is one of those states that I always sit down and wonder, how could you have been a a Republican state on the state level for so damn long?
0: That's right. Well, this time, you know, because of Dr. Reed and 90 for 90 and Janelle Christensen, we have someone in just in every race this time. We're challenging these races, and that's the way we have to start. Absolutely. Otherwise, nothing will change. And it doesn't matter, you know, if you're not, if, if what, if you're not so, in my instance, it's a mostly white district. Why does it matter that Should I'm not. an African American? It Thank doesn't, you. and I don't believe it matters to the voters. It's the small segment of the leadership that thinks falsely that if you're, if I'm, in, if I'm not in a what they somewhat call a minority access district, that I shouldn't run in this seat because I won't. I'm, I'm considered as as an unwinnable or an unattractive candidate. I
1: am going to say something that's not going to go over so well, maybe with <laughs> your others. But as it turns out, that is what we call the plantation mentality within several exactly. people, not only within the Republican Party, but we're in the party where the, uh, where we won't go there. But you understand what I'm saying? Right. Of course. Now, uh, what would, would you have liked me to ask you that I didn't ask you? What would you like to say that I didn't encourage you to say? 15 minutes could save you 15% or more.
0: Oh, that's a cheer we used to do in softball.
1: Uh, what?
0: Well, I wanted to talk a little bit more about the bootstraps. When people say to me, you know, Kathy, you pulled yourself up by the bootstraps and that, that saying, you know, you have to have boots. And we didn't have boots to begin with. So, and mo- a lot of people don't. So there are no boots to pull ourselves up by. We have to stay strong in who you are and believe. And, um, <laughs> One of the things that I want to do about poverty, because that's my other um, priority, as I as I come from poverty, and I, you know, I'm not wealthy by no means, but my life is very different now. Uh, poverty is something you you never forget; it stays in your mind all the time. It's part of who who I am. And one of the things that I want to work on in our district is what is called a universal basic income for people living at or below the the poverty level. And that means that we simply give them three to $500 a month, give, not all this paperwork, not all this qualifying, give. And what happens is, studies have been shown, school performance goes up, arrests go down, ER visits go down, the people generally go back to school and in three to five years, they're off the program. We have to start seriously looking at poverty. About 46% of the people in the state of Florida live at the poverty level or below. COVID-19 probably has moved that number uh, for people who weren't expecting to find themselves there. Poverty is is man-made. Low wages and oppression and other things are perpetuating it. And it is now time in a society like ours to eliminate it. And that's, that's one of the things I like to always mention if I don't get a chance to.
1: Kathy Lewis, Democrat for Florida Senate District 20. Uh, in the next 22 days, we'll be calling her <laughs> yes. Senator, State Senator-Elect Kathy Lewis. Thank you so much. Thank you for so having been on Politics Done Right.
0: Thank you so much.
1: With our progressive message, a message that we know is what most Americans say that they want. So help us please join. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more.
0: Oh, that's a cheer we used to do in softball. Uh,
1: what? It's, uh, actually Geico. Whenever
0: someone hit a triple, we would wave our bats and yell, 15 minutes could save you 15% or more. But we never got to use it because we would only hit home
1: runs. Annoying.